we'll we'll have to come up with a Chris theme. What do you mean? Okay, I've got one. Good. <laughs> What's the theme? Oh, is it time? Okay. Well, he'll he'll. Chris, Chris, Chris. That's the same guy. It is. I just looked it up. Chris, 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 so is, Chris. Is that all that that guy did? He's done it. He's done it with Gary. He's done yeah. it with Rachel. Yeah. Does he got it with Rosie? Uh, well, I, I can look. Well, you can look, but we've got Chris right now on the uh, on the line here. Oh well, he needs to hear some of this. <laughs> yes, he does. Chris, 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 Chris. <laughs> Good morning, Mister Christopher Carr. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? That was pretty fun. Yeah, it is fun actually. He does. He, he's got Rachel. He does Gary, and he does Chris. And we're going to look up see which other ones he does. Yeah, his, his YouTube is just the guy who sings your name over and over. So you can, <laughs> oh, you can that's find fantastic! Him. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's great. Okay, um, I just signed the petition to have all of the charges against Derek Hubbard dropped. Yep. Um, yep. What do you know? You are very much an insider. You've worked in the industry, in the local cannabis industry for many, many years now. You know most of the players. What's your take? What have you heard? Well, it's Decibel Gardens, which is a local operator. Santa Cruz has made it very difficult to become compliant in the first place. And as a result of a passage of Prop 64, we are still living um in a prohibition era discrimination when it comes to the implementation of law enforcement. And, um, and, it, it, you know, we're, we're have these onerous regulations and, uh, stringent, uh, taxation. Yet when these things happen, um, there's very little that law enforcement does. Um, and this is not the first time, um, what, what's, troubling to me is it's it's in the city of Santa Cruz, so there's a little bit more spotlight on it. But in our community, this happened recently in Watsonville. I just played with my band, uh, Grand Opening, and we actually had them on the show at Santa Cruz Voice about two weeks ago. The, the operators of Creme de Canna is the brand of products they make, and then the Catalyst Watsonville Dispensary. Um, a smash and grab robbery, no coverage, no one really talked about it. Um, so I think it's a little troubling that what happens in South County isn't really talked about, but when it happens in Santa Cruz, everybody's up in arms about it. And I guess there were shots fired and, and, um, you know, a, a collision of cars. So there was a little more here to discuss. But in, in general, uh, we're a very misunderstood industry and community. And we are still, unfortunately, operating uh, outside of the law. Um, and in this situation, it's it's law enforcement that are are prosecuting the the person defending his company's property, and the actual criminals that did the robbery are no longer being investigated. It's very troubling, and I think there's a trend here too of. Um, 
non-equal treatment of what happens in the city of Santa Cruz compared to other cities in our community. Well, that's very interesting, Chris, because that is the first time I've heard about that. And I watch the news, read the news, listen to the news, go on social media. I'm all over the place all the time because it's my job. It's what I do for a living. And that is. Likewise. Yeah. And that's the first time I've heard about that. Yeah. You know, I think in general, the citizens of South County don't get as much shine in the news. And there's lots of violence. There's lots of theft. There's lots of uh, patterns of, of criminal behavior targeting operators in the cannabis space. Specifically, the ordinances passed in the county of Santa Cruz pushed a lot of operators to South County. They don't really have a choice. There are these little green zones amongst the sea of red in, in the city of Santa Cruz. That's where this uh, Encinal kind of industrial part uh, near Harvey West, that's one of the few areas outside of South County where people are allowed to operate. But in my experience, and, and as a community studies major at UCSC, I see a lot of um, a lot of things being um, uncovered in 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 Santa Cruz County. Um, but whenever it happens in an affluent part of the county, like the city of Santa Cruz oh my gosh, everyone's up in arms and there's so much coverage. So yeah, the reason why I know about it is I'm physically, I'm, I'm connected to the, the, to the operators and the owners and um, have kept in touch. I play in a local roots reggae group ancestry. And so we, we rehearse in Watsonville and I, and I stay in touch with, with people, but this is, this is a trend, unfortunately not unique to the city of Santa Cruz. It's happening in, in Watsonville. It's happening in the Bay area, in the East Bay, in San Francisco, Francisco. Um, my beat is kind of the cannabis community, and I, I posted before coming on the show on a group that we have that is a, like a policy watch group, and everyone that uh, responded, it's, it's happening in, in Northern California and in, in the Emerald Triangle, it's happening in Gold Country, where I'm from. Um, I think it's kind of a sign of the times of this, uh, unfortunately, this post-Pop 64 era is, is not really working and when people become so desperate um you see crime and 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 acts of desperation unfortunately it it kind of results in violence and in the case with derek and and decibel gardens i think i think the city of santa cruz and the santa cruz police department needs to kind of take a long look in the mirror and and find ways and, and develop um first responder policies when it comes to armed robbery um yeah and i too will be in solidarity with all those that signed the petition to have the charges dropped because Derek showed up to protect himself. Um, in many, in many cases when alarms go off and I've been a part of retail operations like kind peoples, and I've been a part of cultivation gardens. Um, when things go wrong, it's usually the police that are the last to the scene. Um, even a, a security guard that is paid to be there 24-7, which is an onerous uh, cost of compliance, they, what are they going to do against armed robbery? Um, they really can't. They're instructed not to do anything but to inform the police. And in the case of Derek, he was first to the scene and, and did what he could to, to stop the the criminals. But uh, it's, a, it's a very unfortunate pattern we're seeing, and I'm trying to find out um, – you know, the roots of this, I think, are are this 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 policy of of legalization is 
a cautionary tale of what not to do. And unfortunately, California really, really um, made made a lot of tough choices when it came to legalizing cannabis in in California. And I think we need to have some responsive policy to address these troubling trends of, of I, I violence. Would, I would think that the PD needs to have some kind of event with the owners of these dispensaries and the growers and sit down and talk it over together. That's what I think. I, I concur. I mean, we are certainly paying for it in the taxation. Oh. And, and yeah, I mean, we're being taxed more than any other uh, adjacent space, uh, more than alcohol and tobacco combined. And um, so those those funds are going to law enforcement, and there's just a, a very troubling trend of a lack of. There's just apathy. Um, it does it does take effort to to give a darn. And if you're going to be paid by this industry, yeah, absolutely. Stakeholders need to be listened to and, and worked with um, and not find 500,000 bail and, and four counts of attempted murder yeah, when he was just trying to defend the property. He I, was doing their job for them. I understand it was no bail, Chris. It's a no bail situation. Oh, my gosh. See, that's, see, that's it. Yeah, that's so no bail. And so this person is... Unfortunately, being held, it's just, yeah, it's just that the dissonance in the implementation of, of this Prop 64, but also in, in, in police work, in law enforcement, simple law enforcement, um, it's really un- unfortunate that there's this uh, trend. And like I said, there's, this happened in our same county in the city of Watsonville, and no one knew about it. Yeah. This really happened probably 10 days before the incident with Decibel Gardens and Derek. Um, And then apparently eight months ago, there were two back-to-back, night-to-night robberies. Um, I don't know if it was at his facility. I believe it may have been with the same amount of people, eight people, eight to ten people. That's crazy. Well, that, you know, and that was the situation with uh, Catalyst Watsonville in Crimdicana. It was two vehicles, eight to ten people. We might be witnessing an organized syndicate of of smash and grab operations. And what troubles me is because the cost of compliance is so challenging, um, not only does that perpetuate an illicit kind of traditional market, but it also forces these, 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 whatever's happening with this pattern of two cars, eight to 10 uh, criminals robbing, you know, it's it's really uncanny how how many coincidences are lining up, and I think this is a systemic issue for the state to look at. And then, of course, all politics are local. So I think, yeah, the city of Santa Cruz Police Department needs to 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 address some of these issues, but also on a county level, maybe there's an ordinance here to to help provide more um, countywide, maybe sheriff or some sort of committee um, to have deterrence so these um, crime and smash and grab operations can't continue um, and if, if, if local operators felt like they had the support of the communities they're paying for and the taxes they generate I think that would actually be a step in the right direction you- it's, no, it's no easy fix here this is a very unfortunate pattern Oh, yeah, two questions. One, do we know if they did get away with um, cannabis from Decibel Gardens is number one. Question number two is, does Colorado have this problem? Because they kind of led the way, you know, with, with legalizing yeah, it. Yeah, 
Well, keep in mind, the whole state population of Colorado is not even as big as the county of Los Angeles. So it's just it's just a whole nother we're just a whole nother we're in a whole other league of issues. I, I know there is patterns of smash and grab in all over the cannabis industry that includes Canada. So every jurisdiction, every state. However, I think when you just don't have as many people, when, it, when there's a smaller populace, the, the, the amount of, of these incidences is, is less. And I think there are deterrents in Colorado. Colorado was a way more permissive um, um, license pattern. So more people could participate in the legal industry California made it very difficult for, let's say, the mom and pop or maybe the BIPOC populations, the people of color or these kind of, um, you know, people that maybe were disenfranchised and, and, and not as privileged, they were unable to participate in the legal cannabis space. And so I feel like when you have a more permissive approach to legalization and permitting and licensing of cannabis operators, there's a little bit less because then you can become a compliant, legit cannabis professional and not kind of continue this pattern of, of um, being in the, in the black market. Um, I think, yes, property was stolen. I think that was kind of the impetus for him to, to take... To ram the car. Take, you know, to ram the car, right? To take the actions he took. Derek slammed his vehicle into another vehicle for a reason. Um, every operator has the ability to um, videotape. I'm, I imagine once an alarm, my experience, and this is from 2014, so we're in a 10 years later era of, of um, you know, security measures. I'm pretty sure he was witnessing on his phone them taking his property as he drove to the scene. Oof. They were leaving and fleeing the scene when he arrived. And so the reason why he took the actions he took was, yeah, they took his property. And that's the same with Callis Watsonville. The thing with Callis Watsonville was not only was it the property, but it was safes. It was payroll and it was inventory for the dispensary. So the one incident that I was personally aware of that no one's talking about was, was way more severe as far as the loss, um, than what happened at Decibel. But regardless, this is, this is unacceptable behavior. And, and unfortunately, the law enforcement really dropped the ball. Well, and, and there needs to be a change. Well, wait, there was no press release from Watsonville PD. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's it's if you look up if anyone can go visit Callis Watsonville and you can see the 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 ramming of the door for the Creme de Canna uh facility which is adjacent to Callis Watsonville. Um I was there physically on site the day after. And, and I spoke and when, to when, John. When did it happen? So, Sorry to interrupt you. When did that happen? I believe it was like um I don't know the exact date off the top of my head, but it literally happened two weeks to 10 days before this incident because I was just there. I, I, I think I was there on the 20th of last month because I had a show in Prunedale and I decided to stop by the shop on the way to my gig. Um, so Chris, it was Chris, are you a saying while back. Palace Watsonville? Catalyst. 
Catalyst. Catalyst. Oh. Catalyst Watsonville is the dispensary. And um, I had John, the founder of Creme de Canna, which is the local uh, brand born in Santa Cruz. They co-opened Catalyst Watsonville in in the location that the Creme de Canna warehouse is located. I see. Okay. Um, yeah. So Creme de Canna was the the main victim because they the 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 roll up door they they hit was into the Creme de Canna side of the building, which is a licensed manufacturer of cannabis extracts similar to kind of decibel gardens. Um, and then of course the dispensary catalyst Watsonville catalyst is a dispensary brand that has, uh, over 24 stores in, in California. So it's not unique to just Watsonville. Um, but yeah, no, I saw the damage and I saw on his phone, the video footage of a very similar smash and grab operation, two cars, eight people. Um, the, the thing about Watsonville is it happened in the middle of the night. Um, so there was no one on site, um, versus with Derek, it was right before sunrise and he physically, uh, had an altercation with the criminals. Hmm. It's a very and shots fired and all that. Yeah. yeah. yeah so there's yeah, a little yeah. bit more there. Well, I, I would, I'm going to personally reach out to, um, the chief of the police for Santa Cruz and see if they want to talk. I doubt that they will, but they can only say no. And if they say no, I will let people know what they said because, hey, that's what we do here. But, Chris, really quickly, just in just a couple of minutes, do you think that there was a very interesting article on Lookout yesterday that we should be able to, should we be able to have um, areas of cannabis cultivation areas where people can do a tour, see how it's grown, see how it's extracted, and then try just like you would at a winery. And should we have smoking lounges? I think a hundred percent. Yeah. The, the issue with legalization is it's illegal to use uh, in public. It's illegal to use inside of hotel rooms. So we need these kind of public places, these um, community hubs to have, public consumption, especially um, in a place like Santa Cruz where we have a, a tourist economy. We have um, a, a worldwide draw. I was in Prague and saw the Santa Cruz dot NHS logo all over Eastern Europe, and that was in 2019. So I think there's something to be said about embracing our culture. M- many of the music venues, like the Catalyst, were built on the brown paper bag money of, of the cannabis space, and, and I think we should take it to the next um, era of a post-prohibition era and, and embrace these uh, heritage um, varietals. We're home of the haze, home of the skunk, home of blue dream. Some of the most important genetics in the world were bred and, and, and stewarded here by citizens of Santa Cruz and Santa Cruz County. Uh, public consumption lounges is, is works great in Europe. You see the cafes of Amsterdam. Yeah. We could also take it to the next level. And I think whatever works in, I'm from El Dorado County in the AVA of, of Apple Hill region. And we were just wine tasting and you can, my little daughter was running through vineyards of grapes. I'm not saying little kids should run through cannabis operations, but we should embrace this new era similar. Cause what, what is a cannabis farmer, but a farmer, they steward a crop like a Cabernet or a Pinot cultivar varietal. 
And I think within reason, we should open up the doors and, and treat this space similar to the vintners and grape growers of California. I think the, the long-term um, opportunity for California, similar to wine, is um, most of the country will probably want to source when we do legalize on a federal level and have interstate commerce. We will be the Napa of cannabis. We will be the, the Bordeaux of cannabis. I think a lot of the best sun-grown, the best sun-grown cannabis of the world is coming from California, specifically Santa Cruz Mountains um, in Northern California and the Sierra Nevadas and uh, Emerald Triangle um, and Gold Country. There's some areas of California that still have yet to really blossom in this post-Prop 64 era. And so I think, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Everything that works in the wine space should be applied or should be considered for the cannabis community. And a lot of um, cannabis farmers also have relationships with uh, grape growers and vintners, and we should treat this like any other ag industry in California and not continue a, a, a prohibition 2.0. Okay, a great conversation. I love talking to you about this because you get calm. I get excited. You stay calm. <laughs> Fantastic. That. Yeah, thank you for having me and thank you for shining some light on this very misunderstood community that's near and dear to my heart and to many of Santa Cruz. Yeah, indeed. Thanks so much, Chris. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. That's Chris Kahn. He is the um he, his program is cannabis connection and it is on friday early afternoon late afternoon so whew, see look at this. <laughs> i really love the way he addresses the issues i always have oh yeah he, i always have he's just so level-headed very level-headed yeah yeah it's 58 past eight sorry we missed the traffic let's do one quick traffic before we leave you for the day 